is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a ski area called Bel Air. Hello, fellow Powderhounds, and welcome to the Powderhounds Podcast, the Ski Trivia Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Shaw. You can follow me on Twitter at PowderhoundSkis. You can also email me at PowderhoundSkiTrivia at gmail.com for comments, questions, or corrections. I hope you found snow this winter season. Out here in the Northeast, we're actually nearing the halfway point for an average winter season. Hard to believe, but the calendar does read mid-February, so yeah, the middle of a typical late November to mid-April run. A couple months ago, I kicked off my winter season in Bel Air. Not the sunny, warm, and already famous Hamlet in Los Angeles, made even more famous by Will Smith in the 1990s, but Bel Air, the ski area, in the Catskill Mountains of New York State. It had been a long time between visits, so not surprisingly, I was astonished by the recent facelift of this Olympic Regional Development Authority operation. We'll dig into the details shortly, but the big takeaways are $50 lift ticket category, if you plan ahead, uncrowded in the competitive Catskills, and medium plus size ski area with over 1,000 feet of vertical on about 200 acres. That shiny new gondola is another sign of a first-class experience. Of course, I could not help myself by kicking things off with the three decades old tune of a first-class lifestyle, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air by DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. Whether or not you've ridden in a cab with a license plate that says fresh and a dice in the mirror, I invite you to sit back, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy the experience of everything skiing and riding, Powderhounds. Sources for today's episode, Bel Air Mountain website, catskillcenter.org, New York Ski Blog, Orda, skicentral.com, and thetravel.com. Moving on to our first segment, a familiar one, Tips Up, your read, listen, and watch recommendations. So this is a little unusual. All the Tips Up recommendations are about Bel Air. First up, a read recommendation, The History of Bel Air Ski Center. This was posted on the New York Ski Blog in 2013, and no author is listed. Incidentally, New York Ski Blog is a great resource for Empire State skiing done by local writers. They cover the lesser known ski areas and really make an effort to describe, well, the effort it takes to get to some of them. Subscribe to their newsletter, find them on social media. It's a great resource. Now, I've already pulled out some content from this article for the ski area overview and the trivia questions, but I thought sharing some comments from the article would be illustrative of the ski area. Now, this again, this article posted in 2013, 
The first comment is from 2013. The second comment is from 2020. So yes, this article lives on. So 2013, Mike Farrar says, quote, this mountain used to be an afterthought if Hunter or Wyndham, both nearby Catskill Mountains, weren't giving good deals that day. But I went to this mountain after a huge dump of snow on a 50 degree day, and it really changed my outlook on this mountain. I didn't ski the same trail twice that day and was there for about six hours. It was without a doubt the best day of skiing I have ever had in the Northeast. This mountain has so much to offer and probably the best view of the Catskills anywhere. I just hope it stays local, little, and reasonably priced for us locals that really cherish this mountain and all the wonders it has to offer." End quote. Now fast forward seven years, 2020, Vincent Ferrente says, quote, Love Bel Air, a great place for the family to ski. It's a little far to drive up every few days. It would be nice if there were some more hotel options close by. Then we would spend even more time there. But wonderful mountain with somewhat of an old time feel even with the new modern lodge and gondola, end quote. So locals and city slickers alike dig Bel Air. Moving on to a listen recommendation. This is from the Catskill Digest. The podcast title is $8 million for Bel Air Ski Center. It aired on February 23rd, 2017. So I should say it's a bit of a stretch to call this a to call a five-year-old conversation a recommendation. Nonetheless, at the 11.33 minute mark to the 18 minute mark, there is an interesting conversation, not riveting, by two outdoor enthusiasts speaking about how the outdoor community and locals advocated to the state of New York to invest $8 million in Bel Air. Like the words legislation and ski area don't find themselves in the same sentences that often. Yet here they are. Other topics covered from this conversation, why Gore and Whiteface get all the love, the Adirondacks versus the Catskills, which is better, the pronunciation gondola or gondola, which is a boat in Venice and which transports you up the mountain, and finally, how skiing in powder is disconcerting. That's worth a listen. There's also a companion read piece from thetravel.com, the title of which is, Which is Better, the Adirondacks or the Catskills? Depends on where you go. Now, spoiler alert, the author gives the Catskills the nod for best in the winter. And finally, a watch recommendation. This is simply a GoPro video entitled, Skiing Bel Air Mountain Top to Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google it. Six minutes, 21 seconds. You can find it on YouTube. What I liked about it was certainly not the production quality, but it shows you the width of the mountain. Now, if you look on the trail map, it is a, it is a really wide ridgeline, and it kind of funnels down the mountain uh, as you go. But what's interesting about the video is there's so many cut-throughs on seemingly every trail, and despite what looks like a fresh couple inches, if not a foot of snow. The mountain is uncrowded. This two skiers pass by four of the main lifts to really show you that you can ski top to bottom in one run. And while the music isn't great, you can always mute it. So that's it. A lot of love for Bel Air. Since I got excited learning about it, I hope you do as well. 
Moving on to our main featured segment, Bel Air Ski Area, the early history. Now this is from Bel Air's website, condensed for your listening pleasure. Now keep in mind, Bel Air is state owned, just like Gore and Whiteface. So some of this history is a bit of a attaboy. That said, here we go. The land of and around Bel Air Mountain was declared forever wild by the New York State Forest Preserve in 1885. In the 1920s, skiers would sidestep or hike their way up more than 3,000 feet to be the first to make tracks down unnamed and woody trails. In the 1940s, skiing enthusiasts pressured politicians to develop Bel Air as a safe and fun mountain for families and extreme skiers alike. In 1947, legislation was introduced allowing New York State to create Bel Air Mountain. Construction began and in 1949, Bel Air began its premier winter season with five trails, an electrically powered rope tow, a chairlift, summit lodge, a temporary base lodge with a cafeteria with dirt floors and parking to accommodate 300 people. From the very beginning, Bel Air was an immediate hit with winter enthusiasts. Some local residents still remember how skiers pitched tents outside the lodge to be the first in line to be able to make first tracks on the trails. 12 trails, three lifts, and a new base lodge were added in the 1950s. Innovative snowmaking technology was introduced between the 1960s and 70s. From 1985 through 1993, $6 million was spent to upgrade machinery and equipment, assuring that Bel Air would maintain the quality and reputation of its important recreation program. Bel Air now stands as a model in the ski industry. Again, there's that attaboy. Continued improvements include the Area 51 Terrain Park, two progression parks, several mogul trails ranging from intermediate to expert bumps, extensive glade skiing, and segregated beginner area. Skier and snowboarder visits have grown from 70,000 in 1995 to more than 175,000 skiers and snowboarders from all over the world, with 64 trails, parks, glades, eight lifts, including high-speed gondola and quad, or is it gondola? Bel Air Mountain has evolved from humble yet promising beginnings into an efficient and growing operation. On to the mountain profile, the ski area stats. Year opened, 1950. Again, that's when the lift officially spun. Summit elevation, 3,429 feet. Base elevation, 2,025 feet. Vertical drop, 1,404 feet. Lifts, eight, one gondola, three quads, one high speed, one triple, three carpets, skiable acres, 171, trails, 63, 22% green, 58% blue, 20% black. Annual snowfall, 141 inches, snowmaking, 96% of the terrain, terrain park and half pipe, you bet, area 15 with small features and area 51 with medium features. Night skiing, sorry. Uphilling, yep. <laughs> Operating hours daily, average season, November to late April. Cost of entry, the lift ticket. While an adult lift ticket is priced at $99 for the window rate, if you purchase four days in advance, it's 45% off or $54. There is also a frequent skier discount to reload your RFID card. 
Season Pass, $849 for Bel Air only, or $1,149 for the Ski 3 Pass, which also includes Gore and Whiteface. There's also a $939 Season Pass that does not include holiday blockout dates, but also gives you access to all three mountains. Pass Perks, lots of them. One free non-holiday one-day lift ticket for a family and friend, one 50% off non-holiday one-day lift ticket, hot beverage discount, food discount, free rental package, access to the World Cup jumping event, access to the Gore Nordic Center, summer activities, free scenic gondola rides, beach boat rental, free, <laughs> free mountain disc golf, and a lot of other things. So pretty good deal. Now the ownership, the Olympic Regional Development Authority, otherwise known as ORDA, owns and operates Gore and Whiteface in addition to Bel Air. Now, Orta tends to get a bit of a bad rap as millions of tax dollars are used to operate just three ski areas, a huge advantage over the four dozen or so other ski areas that operate and compete for skiers in New York State. On a related note, Whiteface Mountain was, of course, the primary venue for the Winter Olympics held in Lake Placid in both 1932 and 1980, hence the Olympic Regional Development Authority. One final note, the logo for Orta is probably one of the best, a triangle representing the three ski areas with the Olympic torch hovering above. Now for my experience, again, the big takeaway was the $50 lift ticket does exist at Bel Air. The details, gotta buy four days in advance, or for 45% off, comes out to $54, although you do have to buy an RFID card one time, of course, for $5. Still, the price has a five in front of it for a day of skiing for an adult. Planning ahead. Again, the way Bel Air prices their lift tickets, four days in advance, 45% off. If you buy your day ticket three days in advance, it's 30% off. Two days in advance, it's 20% off. And I believe one day in advance, you still get 10% off that $99 window ticket price. Parking, another really interesting finding. Bel Air has an upper lot that sort of slices the mountain in half where the Overlook Lodge, which also has been renovated, is located. It's essentially a premium parking lot, which does cost money on the weekends as I understand it, but is free on the weekdays. Now, why it has its advantages? Well, first tracks. Should you want to ski to the main base and take the gondola to the skier's left summit? Or you can also take a short run to the Bel Air Express Quad that takes you to the skier's right summit. So either way, first tracks are enhanced by parking mid-mountain at the Overlook Lodge. Finally, I hit Bel Air on a weekday, so of course it was uncrowded. I rode most chairs solo, and most trails stayed groomed all day. It was truly a fresh, first-class experience even without Uncle Phil. <laughs> Moving on to the trivia games. We begin with Orta family comparisons. So again, Orta, the three Olympic Regional Development Authority properties, Bel Air, Gore, and Whiteface, how they all compare to each other. So again, I'll read each question once, then go through a second time revealing each answer. Here we go. Question number one, multiple choice. Well, actually, really every answer is the same. It's either Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface. <laughs> Question number one. The Ski 3 Pass 
Again, Bel Air, Gore, and Whiteface are all on it. Which ski area has the most, the biggest vertical drop? Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface? Question number two. Which ski area has the most skiable acres? Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface? Question number three. Which ski area has the highest average annual snowfall? Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface? Question number four. Which New York ski area has the largest vertical drop that measures 3,340 feet? Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface? And question number five. Bel Air is generally found in the top five rankings of ski areas in New York State. What New York ski area consistently gets the top spot number one in the rankings? And this is a open-ended question, so you got to guess the answer. All right, so those are the five Orta family comparison questions. Let's reveal those answers. Question number one, which ski area has the most vertical drop? Is it Bel Air, is it Gore, or is it Whiteface? The answer, it's Whiteface. Yes, the northernmost mountain. Question number two, which ski area has the most skiable acres? Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface? The answer, Gore, 439 acres compared to Whiteface's 288 acres and Bel Air's 171 acres. Question number three, which ski area has the highest average annual snowfall? Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface? The answer, it's Whiteface. 190 inches, Gore comes in second at 150 inches and Bel Air just behind 141 inches. Question number four, which New York ski area has the largest vertical drop that measures 3,340 feet? Bel Air, Gore, or Whiteface? Yes, it's Whiteface. <laughs> I purposely left out the number in question number one. It would be 3,430 feet. We are really building up Whiteface today, folks. Question number five, open-ended. Bel Air is generally found in the top five rankings of ski areas in New York State. What New York ski area consistently gets the top spot number one in the rankings? So this is open-ended. I guess I could give you some answers if you're not familiar with New York ski areas. Again, we have Bel Air, Gore, and Whiteface. Those are the three order properties. And we also have Wyndham in the Catskills, which is operated by Altera. We also have Hunter in the Catskills, operated by Vail Resorts. And we also have Platykill. That's the fourth Catskill ski area, and it's independently owned and operated. The answer, it's Gore. <laughs> yes, snowpack.com's top five, Gore, Hunter, Wyndham, Bel Air, Whiteface. I love New York.com, nine New York ski areas to build your vacation around. Number one, Gore. Number two, Wyndham. Number three, Holiday Valley. Number four, Bristol. Number five, Catamount. And Planet Wire, September 2022. Top five, Gore number one, Whiteface number two, Wyndham number three, Hunter number four, and Bel Air number five. So there you go. Each of the Orta ski areas are worth a visit is the bottom line. All right, moving on to early history trivia questions. I'm sure you're gonna love these. <laughs> According to New York Ski Blog, a Newburgh man, Maltby Ship, and his son 
gained local fame when they were the first to hike up and ski down Bel Air Mountain. What year did they accomplish the feat? And this is a open-ended, if you're with somebody, hopefully you are, closest without going over. Actually, you can go over. Closest year gets the point. Next question, uh, question number seven, if we're doing it in totality, what was the name of the first original run from Bel Air Summit? And this is multiple choice, A, Bel Air Run, B, Cayuga, C, Mohawk, or D, Tomahawk. Question number eight, in 1950, Bel Air was the first ski area in New York to have what? This is also multiple choice, A, a chairlift, B, Groom trails, C, snowmaking, or D, a terrain park. Question number nine. In 1984, Governor Mario Cuomo submitted a budget that included $100,000 to do what to the ski area? Also multiple choice. A, construct a new lodge. B, close the ski area. C, purchase a gondola, or gondola. Or D, <laughs> purchase snowmaking pipe. All right, those were the four in that section, early history. And let's reveal those answers. Number six, according to New York Ski Blog, a Newberg man, again, Mr. Ship, and his son gained local fame when they were the first to hike up and ski down Bel Air Mountain. What year did they accomplish the feat? 1929. Yeah, 1929. 1,400 feet of vertical in 1929. Question number seven. What was the name of the first or original run from Bel Air's summit? A, Bel Air Run, B, Cayuga, C, Mohawk, or D, Tomahawk? The answer? Yeah, it's A, Bel Air Run. <laughs> Interesting note, the trail still exists today below the Summit Lodge. It's a black diamond at the upper section and a blue square at the lower section. Now, originally, it allowed winter adventurers to ski the long run from the fire tower on the summit of Bel Air to the village of Pine Hill. And the current trail map shows a network of hiking trails where the Bel Air Trail terminates. So my guess is the old trail may still exist in parts off-piste. Question number eight. In 1950, Bel Air was the first ski area in New York State to have what? A, a chairlift. B, groomed trails, C, snowmaking, or D, a terrain park? The answer, it's A, the chairlift. Yeah. Question number nine. In 1984, Governor Mario Cuomo submitted a budget that included $100,000 to do what to the ski area? A, construct a new lodge. B, close the ski area. C, purchase a gondola. Or D, purchase snowmaking pipe? The answer, B, Close the ski area. He tried to mothball the ski area. Indeed, from the Tips Up article about the ski area's history, quote, but only two trails had snowmaking and the lodge facilities had become run down. In the mid 80s, Bel Air was first faced with the prospect of closure. The coalition to save Bel Air was created with Joe Kelly taking the lead as chairman. So they saved the ski area from closure through advocacy in Albany at the state government. Also, a few years later, in 1987, another constitutional amendment allowed trail widening and other improvements at all three of New York's state-run ski areas. Again, all of the three order properties. 
So there's your early Bel Air history trivia questions. Moving on to the final segment of the trivia questions, trail map trivia. And this will be lightning fast. Question number 10, what popular website and search engine is also a trail at Bel Air Mountain? And these are multiple choice. A, Bing, B, Google, C, Jeeves, or D, Yahoo. Question number 11, what great lake is also a trail at Bel Air? A, Erie, B, Huron, C, Ontario, or D, Superior? Question number 12, what ski area in Connecticut shares a name with a trail at Bel Air? And that's an open-ended question. And question number 13, what state shares a name with a trail at Bel Air? Also, open-ended, guess the state. All right, revealing those answers of the trail map trivia. Question number 10, what popular website and search engine is also a trail at Bel Air? A, Bing, B, Google, C, Jeeves, or D, Yahoo? Yeah, it's D, it's Yahoo. The upper portion is a double diamond and the lower portion is a blue square. You can find it mid-mountain. Question number 11, what great lake is also a trail at Bel Air? A, Erie, B, Huron, C, Ontario, or D, Superior? The answer, it's B, it's Huron. It's a green circle in the base area. Question number 12, what ski area in Connecticut shares a name with a trail at Bel Air? Now, whether or not you're an expert on Connecticut skiing, there are really only four ski areas, <laughs> public ski areas in Connecticut. So you have a pretty good shot at getting this answer. And of course, it's Mohawk. Mohawk Mountain in Connecticut. It's a single black diamond from the summit. And for sticklers out there, you could also make an argument that there's a blue square on the lower half of the mountain near the base area called the Canyons, which was for the former name before it became merged with Park City out in Utah. And finally, question number 13, what state shares a name with a trail at Bel Air? There's 50 of them. <laughs> you can make as many guesses as you want. I'll give you a quick hint. There's a north and a south to this state. So I just narrowed it down to considerably narrowed it down for you. The answer, it's Dakota. Yeah, north or south, but it's Dakota. It's a green circle in the base area. So that is it. Thank you so much for playing. Hope you learned something. I hope you're interested in skiing the Catskills, checking out Bel Air, or the other ski areas in the Catskills, or the other Orta properties. Skiing in New York, it's the real deal, folks. Get out there, make some turns. Looks like it's four o'clock. Time to catch the last chair. Thank you for listening. Have a question, comment, or correction? Email me at powderhoundskitrivia at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at powderhoundskis. Better yet, subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast Manager, Verbal, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just type Powderhounds Podcast. Until next time, see you on the slopes, Powderhounds. Maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. A big